Well, first, I'm going to crack a watermelon Rita. Ooh. Many quick shout out to Joanna who brought these to my house when you guys were all over and I still have a couple left. I thought, ah, it looks disgusting. Why not try it right now? (laughs) (laughs) I am drinking a beer. Perfect. This is a good place to, to start the show. I see the crystal raindrops fall And the beauty of it all Is when the sun comes shining through To make those rainbows in my mind When I think of you sometime And I want to spend some time with you Just the two of us We can make it if we try Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Lowry and... Uh, Raphael, a.k.a. Lil Rafi, a.k.a. ASAP Rafi, a.k.a. Henny Blanco. It sounds like a lot of guests, but but it's just us. Just the two of us. Oh, there's our song. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this week we will talk about the Monday episode with Wendy and Lizzie Molyneux. Molyneux, I'm going to say that wrong. I did. And the Thursday episode, Allison's Hillphobia, Alan Jenna's Yard Sale, Greg's Fashion Jacket. But first, let's do some shout-outs. I have a list. Do you have a list of shout-outs? Do you have any? I have one or two. All right, you, you go first. Okay, so huge, huge, huge shout-out to at Whitney Neal on the episode with me and Leanne. Uh, we were talking about who sent them the snack chat items from Sweden, and it turns out it was her. She went to Sweden on a trip, and so just want to shout her out. And I think you'll be hearing that name again very soon. And also, of course, shout-out to Rachel Shout out to uh, Rain Delays, and I think that's it. I'm taking back my shout out to this watermelon Rita. Holy shit, it's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) It can't be that bad. I'm going to finish it. Don't worry. Okay, so I wanted to shout out to the people that maybe aren't on Twitter. I never think about them. There's people that listen that maybe don't, that aren't on Twitter, that that's not their thing. They're not on Facebook. Maybe... They're just, you know, they're supporting this show silently, which is kind of awesome. So it's a shout out to all of you unnamed people. I I was thinking about that as well, because there are people, I don't know why I have like 200 something followers. And I'm like, most of these people don't even interact with me. Inter- I said that weird, interact with me. <laughs> and when I do kind of start talking to one of them somehow on Twitter, I'm like, you were here the whole time. Yes. You know? It's like the it's like me at a party in high school. Like I was just sitting in the corner watching everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to the wallflowers. Also a shout out to Becky. I hope your recovery from your surgery went well. We love you. We're sending out all kinds of love towards you. I did not know she had surgery, but get well. <laughs> now we'll put that get well, get well soon from Seinfeld oh, right yeah. there. <laughs> or we'll just keep yours in. Yeah, because it's so good. Also, a shout out to Jay Inslee. I have seen these moxies in my refrigerator since since you've left them with me. Well, I'm sorry, since the recording. I put them in the refrigerator after everybody left because I thought, I need to treat this thing right. And this moxie guy, he just, he has it out for me. He keeps pointing at me every time I open the refrigerator. And I thought, I'm going to try you the way you're probably supposed to be enjoyed. I took a sip of it. It's crap. <laughs> 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 it's horrendous. 
But it was one of those things I was driving to pick the kids up at school and I kept taking more sips. So I thought maybe it'll get better and it didn't. It's very, it's no, it's not good. I couldn't finish it. And then my daughter got in the car and then she said, ooh, what's this? So she started drinking it and she's like, ooh, that's not good. I said, I know. And then she drank some more. I'm like, but it's one of those things you keep drinking, right? She said, yeah. I think you need to take the remainder to the Elks Lodge because apparently the old <laughs> folks like him. Oh, really? Aren't the, well, well, didn't he say his grandma would drink him warm? Mm-hmm. Well, the Elks Lodge, go. we'd have to make a special cocktail out of it or something because they're <laughs> they're alcoholics. They're not uh, straight. Ah. Right. And lastly, this is a shout out. And I don't know what the opposite of shout out would be or calling out, but... Last night, my credit card number was compromised, and somebody made almost $800 in charges to my account, over $400 to an e-cigarette place, so, (laughs) also Nike.com, and something else that was maybe basketball-related or sports-related, which clearly all those three things are definitely me. So shout out to the the asshole who stole my credit card. Shout out to all the scammers. Um... (laughs) Yeah, gotta get your <laughs> hoverboards and fake Yeezys and whatnot. <laughs> and apparently e-cigarettes. $472. I'm like, this person, I don't know if you remember that Friends episode where they're like, I want to see who's living life better than me with my credit card. I feel like this person's not living better than me, but they have an extensive collection of uh, e-cigarette paraphernalia at this point. I would Probably guess that the person who owns this e-cigarette store is the person that stole it. Ooh, dun dun dun! It's e-cigarette liquid. No, liquid. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it looked like something when I saw it pop up on my. First of all, I get alerts from my bank, like they text me when it's over a certain amount. So it was like four hundred seventy dollars. Like whoa, whoa, who's <laughs> the first thing? I'm like Mike. Did you just buy something for over $400 and not mention it? And he's like, no. So then I immediately went on there and it was something that looked like fantasy something. I'm like, somebody's going to the strip club and not not inviting me is what's really going on. Well, as you probably remember, I was trying to remember uh, Megan's credit card number (laughs) at dinner. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I could not remember it. I used to be able to do that and now I can't. My brain is worthless. So it wasn't me, I swear. Okay, so we can rule you out. Because <laughs> I know how you like them Nike Nikes and basketballs. Actually, I know. I'm more of an Adidas guy, but uh, so yeah, it's not me. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, anyways, shout out to that motherfucker. I don't know, even, you know, I call the bank and they say, well, you have to first wait for the things to go through. I told my husband, I'm like, we've never had $800 in our bank account to get stolen. So. How did they know this week that we had money in there? <laughs> right. But so we have to wait for the, the payments to go through to clear and then we can file a report, which I don't even I know this happens to everybody and it happens every single day. But now I'll just it you just feel kind of like, cool, people can just take my money out of the bank. What the fuck? Yeah, it sucks. Well, thank you for that. Should we talk about Monday? I know we wanted, I always say we want to make it short and sweet. And then I'm like, I have lots of shout outs. (laughs) Uh, Actually, one more quick shout out. Almost forgot. She doesn't listen, but today's Jenna Kim Jones birthday. So shout out to her. She's 31, I believe. And uh, having her second baby soon. So that's awesome. That's a great shout out. Happy birthday, Jenna Kim Jones. Let's talk about Monday, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Wendy and Lizzie. I have to say the name Lizzie... 
I realize the Lizzie Borden situation, it's been a long time, but still, going by that name, a little iffy in, in life. Uh, who's Lizzie Borden? Oh, fuck. Okay, well, I guess you're, everybody's fine. <laughs> now that the, the millennials are turning 30, we're good. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I am old news is what's going on. So they are writers on Bob's Burgers, which I feel like that's kind of in my periphery as far as having kids and animation. But my kids have never really gotten into it. And I've never seen an episode. What about you? You know, I've seen maybe a total of two and three quarters episodes, and it's funny. There are, like, a lot of jokes per minute. Like, if there was a JPM, they'd be at, like, 3,000. But <laughs> that was... I need sleep. That was a terrible... That was reference. a funny joke, actually. So RPM, let's... JPM. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm losing it. Yeah, but I, I don't watch the show. I know I should, but I don't watch a lot of TV, as I am constantly saying. But I know everyone loves it, and people who watch it like love it a lot. Like I know Ashley even went as one of the characters for Halloween. Oh, wow. The one with the pink ear hat, rabbit hat thing. That would be lost on me, but... Same as if I went as Lizzie Borden. You'd be like, who the fuck are you? You know, every time I see like a black and white picture, I'm like, I bet Lisa knows that person. <laughs> knows them? <laughs> Not, you know, knows them. from my that. yearbook picture. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like, I bet you she could name that person. Mm, right, right, right. It, it's funny because watching Twin Peaks, which this is a total <laughs> side note, but like in the background, there would be pictures. I'm like, ooh, I, I think I know who that person is. I'm like, oh, that's... Whoever is like, that's not even part of the show, Lisa. Just at the back. Don't get excited about Howard Hughes. <laughs> so, so, uh, Allison went to school with Wendy. They were fun. They kind of touched on a subject that I thought was funny, and it's something that I think a lot of people do the friend marriage pact. Did you ever have this? I know this is common. <laughs> no, I feel like that's just on sitcoms. <laughs> okay, I totally had that, but I didn't have. Um, okay, I'm reaching 30, I better start having this. When I was probably 20, 21, somewhere around there, I thought, well, clearly my choice in men is pretty piss poor. So chances are I'm never going to get married or it's going to be in shambles quickly. So I remember my friend and I having this. I think we even had like three or four of us. Let's just all go get married <laughs> because people suck. People suck, but... I don't think you should make a life. You really got to trust this person. I mean, how well did you know these friends? Well, I mean, two of them, I don't even remember who they were that were included in this. But one of them is still one of my really close friends. She was one, my best friend. And I what? can see being she's married. a woman? <laughs> what? I said, she's a woman? <laughs> oh, That's yeah. Loud. I guess there's that too. Okay, I've had two different people. One was her and like, I think it was a couple of guys and her where we were just and it wasn't the golden shower people it was totally different but she was there and yeah her and i and were it, just like let's just she was in married. the golden shower yeah <laughs> oh. she was closer to the to the shower head than i was i need like i'm gonna need a diagram next time we get together <laughs> you're gonna like tell me who was where well, there's gonna be arrows because the two guys i feel like were next to each other it doesn't really make sense well actually the stories i heard later on maybe it did anyway <laughs> Right, so we were we talking about. Uh, we were talking oh, about friend, marriage. Hacks. Hacks. Yeah, marriage, frivolous marriage. Well, and then there was a guy friend that I had that. <clears throat> sorry, I just got my pubes. A guy friend that I had that we were just figured, you know, let's just get married if 
Which I guess you just have to get married in life for some reason. I don't know. When you're younger, you think, well, if there's nobody out there, then you and I will get married. But yeah, no. Well, the thing with the friend pact I always wondered is like, so does this mean you secretly want to sleep with each other? Mm, yeah, see, I ended up sleeping with the, not the girl, the guy friend. And then it was like weird after that because like we're just friends. Then the pact is over. Yeah, pretty much. What if one person is the spinster and the other person gets married and they're just secretly pining for the rest of their lives? We had a pact. Yeah, we had a we had a deal. (laughs) You shook my hand. Oh gosh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm. I need to pick up some of the slack here. Um, not that you're (laughs) slacking. But uh, now that I'm a quarter to, into this watermelon Rita, I'm slacking a lot. I it's, have it's an to, uh, eight ounce one too. I was I grabbed the giant one and I looked at it and I thought, oh, that is acid reflux waiting to happen. No thanks. I'll take the eight ouncer. Um. So if you don't already know, like like you said, uh, Wendy, or you didn't say this. I don't know if you did or not. I can't tell what's going on. Wendy and Allison went to college together, and they had a blog that me and Megan talked about way back in the day, but I think it was on BFF, right? I think so. It wasn't Patrol. On one of Um, the Alice in Peace theaters, maybe? Yes. Um, So it's still available. Um, I think it's like wendyandallison.tumblr or some shit. I don't know. Look it up on her website. Um, Very funny blogs. They're both very funny. And I asked Allison when I was at her house, were these IM chats real? And she said, yes. So just those were hilarious. So knowing that she writes for Bob's Burgers makes sense. And also they had a script on the blacklist. Have you ever heard of the blacklist before this? No. Well, I mean, except for the one in the 40s (laughs) and the 50s. (laughs) This isn't a racist thing, is it? No, (laughs) goddammit. No, go ahead with your blacklist, though. So... Oh, fuck, I forgot his name now. It's something Leonard. Doesn't matter. They mentioned it on the show. Something Leonard. He started this thing called The Blacklist. Unproduced scripts will be, like, voted on by people, I guess, in the industry. And then, like, there's, like, a top ten list every year or something like that. And he actually made a podcast called The Blacklist, I think. I forget Uh what it was called because I used to listen to it. And what they would do then is they would get, like, some of their favorite scripts and act them out like a like a table read kind of. That's awesome. So check out that podcast. I'm sure it's still around. I want to. Why the fuck? His name's like Harold Leonard or something. I I can't remember. Anyway, check out the podcast. It's a um, horrible name. Franklin Leonard. That's his name. Hmm. And actually, he is someone that I thought sh- Allison should have on the show, but um, I never suggested it because I am a terrible fan. <laughs> Do that right now. I Wait. should. So they talked a lot about. The general meetings, which I know Allison has talked about, and I think they put a better spin on it. And I'm going to say they because it was very hard for me to, to distinguish between the two of them. Even though maybe one had allergies and the other one didn't, it was still kind of hard to. But they kind of shed a different light on it as far as going to a general or being a part of a general meeting and feeling like this is worthless, it's a waste of time. But you might be setting the groundwork, groundwork and foundation for a future job that you don't even know exists yet. So... I never even thought about that, and I'm never going to have to... That's never going to play anything, you know, I'm never going to go to a general meeting. But there are a lot of things in life that we do that we're like, fuck, I don't want to have to do this. But then later on, you're like, oh, I'm glad I did that because it turned into, like, talking shit on John Henson, and then he followed me on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, well, 
not only that, but like I also think about it like just in general, like talking to people. It's like I'm such a curmudgeon. I don't want to be friendly with people, like with strangers. And then like you know, someone will be like, "Oh, I like ended up on this yacht." with this guy that I met like five years ago, like we just met once and I'm like, what? I should like talk to more people. Yes. And then, but it's like, no, fuck that. <laughs> My husband's the opposite of you where he, everywhere we go, he makes a friend somewhere mm-hmm. and you've seen him. He doesn't look like someone that maybe is friendly, maybe just based on looks, but he always ends up finding someone that he can be friends with, but it never comes. There's no payoff ever. There's no yachts. It's usually... <laughs> He switches T-shirts with the person or something stupid. <laughs> well, no, you know what? When when I met him at Bumbershoot, I thought he hated me. Like he didn't say much to me, oh, but yeah, I think it was fest? because I'm like, yeah, what? Oh, sorry, not Bumbershoot. I think he was busy befriending Ray or something. So yeah, I think maybe was. that's why. I but... think he was also nervous, you know, meeting all these people that I've talked about or that I know <laughs> that he doesn't know <laughs> on different right. levels as far as doing this show with a bunch of strangers. And then meeting all of the Allison people, I just feel like he was probably like, I'm just going to sit back. I think that was the other thing, too. He wanted to sit back and let me have my fun. But I'm sure there was a mixture of both things of like, I don't know what to expect here. Yeah. But this time, you know, that we were out there, he was uh, super friendly. Just awesome. Did you guys switch shirts? <laughs> I don't think we were the same size. Uh, that doesn't matter, sir. <laughs> and I gladly show you some pictures. He actually traded shirts with a girl once and she was wearing a tube top. So, Ooh. yeah. So there's that. Um, tweet that out. <laughs> yeah, I'll go ahead and tweet that post. Tag him out. on Facebook. <laughs> For his non-existent Facebook account? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they talked a lot about behind-the-scenes stuff. A lot of behind-the-scenes animation and shows. And and uh, not going to lie, I was a little bit tired through it. But I, I, don't, I don't know. That probably sounds bad. They're not boring, but they were talking about a lot of things that I know nothing about. So I was just kind of like, okay. Also, I had had some cough medicine that made me tired too. So maybe that's part of it. Shout out to Future. They, I I thought that this episode was really good. It, it was good that Allison and Wendy like went back and that Wendy and Lizzie obviously have their familial bond. So like the three of them together, I thought was really good. And it was more of a kind of a chatty kind of interview than an interview interview. True. I think I really enjoyed that side of it. The friendship and the kind of just girls, you know, just as gals chatting was cool. The behind the scenes stuff, I started getting a little snoozy, but uh, them, the two girls having a show or working together, getting along with your sister is such a foreign idea to me, but it's also something that it's like one of those things that I know when I die, I'll be like, I wish I had a sister I got along with. It's just one of those things that is something that bothers me all the time. So when I hear sisters getting along and, and having this closeness, it's it's awesome. I mean, I like hearing those kind. I don't have this jealousy. I just feel like I wish I had that, you know. I, she talked about, she, they talked about having a family sense of humor, which I totally understand that. When my sister and I were friends and with my brother, we all have, you know, you have your inside jokes and you have that family bond where nobody else gets what you guys are talking about. And you just have this certain sense of humor that just to solely to you guys. And so I guess also I have that feeling of, man, we had something really cool that kind of got thrown away. So it's just, it's nice to hear that side of things. Can I ask you which it's just you, your sister and your brother. Yeah. And what are the, like the order? 
I'm the oldest. My brother is 13 months younger than me, and my sister is three years younger than me. <clears throat> God, my pubes are coming in hard today. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. I've mentioned that I have a sister that I don't talk to anymore, and she's the middle child, though. But I, I do think about that every now and then. I was like, man, we were like super close. We would like fucking die laughing. Like we just like she thought it was hilarious and. She had her moments. Uh, so, <laughs> but we would like, I remember we used to work together and we would like, uh, when we were like sitting next to each other, like I would just be fucking around and we would just be like dying laughing. And it's like, now I haven't spoken to her in years. So it's like, where did all that go? Yeah. But no, sucks. but back to Lizzie and Wendy, sorry to cut you off. Um, it's, it's also funny that they, they have like the, a close bond, even though they're not, I think she mentioned that there's like a sibling or two in between them. Like they're a few years apart. Yeah. Like about seven years, I think. Yeah. So that, I thought that was interesting too. It is interesting. It's kind of like I don't, being the older sister though. I mean, I know that's how I was. I would show my sister certain bands or different, you know, things where you're introducing them to something that they're going to love. And it's just, it, it was it's that same thing that she was talking about. Oh, you know, I get to show her all the movies that I liked or whatever. And, and having that and having it gone, it sucks. I mean, be, when my sister was like 100% a good person and if her and I were in the same room together, we have the exact same laugh. We have like, we're the same person, but she's just my evil side. <laughs> my more evil oh, side. Oh my God. She's the, as you put it on Twitter, Danzig Cooper. <laughs> Didn't that describe him perfectly? <laughs> yes. It, when you when I when I read it on Twitter, I was like, "Holy shit, that is perfect." That's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> that was a little rough watching that, but now that I've seen five episodes, I get it. I get, and ha my hats off to Kyle McLaughlin who can play those three characters different, you know, differently. But the the Brett and his hair is what kills me even more. And the fact that they let him keep it in jail. My husband and I were watching that last night. We're like, aha, he gets to keep that, <laughs> the Brett and his hair in jail. Maybe it's got super Spoiler alert. I'm only on episode. I got to start oh, episode four. Sorry. <laughs> oh, so it turns out that the first episode is not an hour 40. That was actually part one and part two. So. Right. I, when I, anyway. And I like how I was like, yeah, it is. And then I went back and watched it two more times. And I thought. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't. Oops. <laughs> I'm a great fan, apparently. Um, anyway. I'm enjoying, yeah, I'm enjoying interacting with Daniel now. I don't know how he wants to interact as far as, I went on Patreon today and I saw that people were commenting there, which is much better because I left him like four or five tweets because there's yeah. character limitations. And it's like, I don't know if he wants questions there or to talk, or if he even wants to talk about it or if he wants, to, you know, to be DM'd or... You know, he's not in charge of Patreon, so I don't know if he's going to go. He's a member, though, so I don't know if he goes. I don't know. Anyways, it's probably a question I can just ask him instead of rosinating on here. I think uh, anyways, good, but um, also in DMs, there's no more uh, character limit. And right. he said his DMs are open, so that works as well. I'll probably just do that. Except for the gold, like, Agent Danzig Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got a laugh out of it. Somebody's Somebody out there is watching. Speaking of watching... Wendy and Lizzie were talking about letting your kids see certain things like TV that are maybe a little too adult for them, for their age, and how they kind of grew up watching those kinds of things. And I think, I think we all, nowadays, this generation is just over, over parents. Like they were calling it, you know, free range kids. There aren't, those don't exist anymore. 
Like if I see a kid walking home from school, I'm like, oh man, what happened in their house? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Call Child Protective Services. But, you know, I remember, but the other, on the other side of it, I don't know if my kids could handle watching certain things, like certain movies stuck with me. They talked about Silence of the Lambs, which I was old enough at that point. I was probably in seventh grade, but it's still like that really like got to me. So depending on how, you know, where you are emotionally, maybe you could handle certain things. I know Poltergeist was the first scary movie I ever saw. That really fucked me up, but maybe in a good way because I love that kind of stuff still. But then on the other side of it, I was watching things with boobies all over it. So at a really young age and there wasn't, you know, much guidance, but I don't know. Where where are you at when you and Rachel have kids? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shout out, Rachel. I think, I think I would do kind of like my parents. Like they were just kind of like, well, in the case of my parents, I think they were just like not paying attention. Like they're, my dad was busy, I don't know, at the dog track and my mom was busy, <laughs> you know, taking care of the household. But like, for instance, my, we had, um, a video rental store called Video Buffs. And we would go in there and just grab a bunch of movies that we wanted. And my dad would get like one fucking old Western or whatever. And then there was like, there were like these softcore porn movies that were disguised as horror movies. Mm. And we would get them thinking they were horror movies. And then, you know, my parents didn't know. And so I'm sure like it looks very weird to the cashier who's like, oh, there's one Western and like three softcore pornos. <laughs> and this guy's in here with three little kids. Like, what the fuck is this creepo doing? But they were all us watching it. So we watched everything and like nothing scared me. I mean, like Freddy Krueger was kind of scary, but like not like for real. Like it's like now I like I'm scared when I hear the one, two Freddy's coming for oh you. Oh my God. Yeah, that scared me too. That was another... <laughs> But I was, I think I was like in sixth grade and my aunt was in charge of, my drugged out aunt was like, why don't you guys watch some scary movies with me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on tons of Vicodin. Let's, let's party. And so we watched Freddy Krueger and that like, ch- that changed me too. Those, that was pivotal. But you're right. Hearing that song again, I'd be like, oh my God. No, for, like for me, it's not that scary. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not because I know it's fake or something, but even though I watched them as a kid, I think maybe as a kid they were scary, but not now. So if I were to have kids, I think I would let them watch anything. Like, we could swear, and my parents didn't care as long as, you know, we weren't, like, being menaces at school or something. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I think I would just be more of an old-school parent, but maybe that's just being a bad parent now. Well, see, I think there's, like, a, a fine line, because I have some friends that grew up with some pretty shitty parents and they would complain about it all the time. And it really, you know, it affected them in a big way. And then when they had kids, they were shitty parents too. And I'm like, so is it just being lazy? Because you complained so much about your horrible parents and now you're horrible parents. And I'm doing everything I can to be the opposite of what I grew up with. But on the other hand, I also don't want to shelter them so much that they're like, I don't know. I I like to try and let them get away with some things. Like, I don't mind the cursing as much, and it's not... Like, they know right from wrong. They're not going to be, like, cursing it up outside of our house. But the same way as, I'm guessing it was Wendy has kids, how she was saying, you know, my her son knows to not do it outside. You're not doing it at church or at school. You're behind closed doors. You're saying crap or, or whatever. And, and I kind of let it go. It's kind of like... They, but although, they weren't doing it when they were five. Now that they're, like, 11 and or 10 and 12, I kind of, you know... They'll say little things like that where I just think, you know what? They're kind of testing their limits and I don't mind it so much. 
I don't want to be like a hard ass. <laughs> and we also let them see some movies where I think, oh, that was a little rough. But I, it was all the movies I watched when I was a kid, you know, but not Twin Peaks, of course, not yet. <laughs> not yet. We'll let them see incest, you know, maybe when they're at a good age, like 13. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's hard when you don't have kids because then you think, oh, I'll just be a cool parent. And then when it gets to it, you're like, uh, this could backfire on me. Or maybe you start second guessing everything. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to do so many of the right things and I'm sure I'm doing a hundred wrong things at the same time. I mean, that's, that's being a parent, I guess. Yeah. And that's why therapists exist. So you're, <laughs> you're welcome, kids. That's why Lima Rita's exist or watermelon Rita's. <sighs> All the Rita's. I'm about to read it right now, but <laughs> gross. One thing that was mentioned was that Wendy wrote for McSweeney's and that was like her first uh, kind of thing that got her into writing. And I believe that Allison also wrote for McSweeney's. So go to AllisonRosen.com, look up McSweeney's and uh, read about it because I can't remember anything specifically, but I feel like I've heard that before. Also, we all heard the dog. <laughs> Dang it. Did you hear me mute it though? Because the last uh, time I muted and I was yelling at the dog and it wasn't muted a long time. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, this time was actually muted, but okay, I, say, I say leave it in. Why not? Georgie, go lay down. Yeah, I realize it's hot in here. I had to close the shed door. So I guess uh, Georgie's transitioning for us. Let's talk about Thursday. Let's do it. All right. We were her little cheesecake bites. Cool. <laughs> Oh, by the way, have you uh, figured out how we're going to do the Patreon lottery for carb naming? No. Okay. I did write that next to it. I wrote lottery with a sad face next to cheesecake <laughs> bites <laughs> because number one, am I supposed to? Uh, it was your idea. I know. But on the Patreon, you know, talk, it looked like she was trying to figure it out. And I thought, well, I guess they have some sort of random system where you can just put all the names in and just come up with one. But I think it'd be awesome, you know, if... If she just printed out all the names, she could. I I would do it for her. I don't want to add extra work, of course, but cutting up like strips of paper and just doing it in in a sombrero would be kind of awesome. But the random, she could pretend it was in a hat and just do the random software, whatever it is. I'm so technologically advanced. <laughs> I want to see the actual golden bingo cage thing that she's like cranking by hand. Yes. Okay. I. <laughs> Well, I don't have the gold one, but I do have a little bingo cage thing I could send her way. Oh, you know what she could do is it could just be like the bingo cage, like like a lottery, like with just numbers, like one through, I don't know, whatever the fuck. Ooh, and, then, yes. and then like people who have an idea for a carb, like just put them in. And then that like list is the order of the number. So if she picks out like five, the fifth response would be that months or whatever person that's not bad and like the more you know of course i suggest it and then i think oh this is easy and then it's like oh but how are we gonna do this and that and it's like oh and then i haven't heard anything else about it so that's why i put a little sad face because i figured it might have just been come and gone but she does have a new baby and stuff so maybe she doesn't want extra bullshit <laughs> when does a big baby no longer be described as a new baby um i think they have to be i'd say after like six or seven months Oh, okay. That would be a new baby. Then they're still a baby. And then they're one. And then by the time they're two, they're kind of like, you know, toddlers. Because, like, now when I see videos of Sam on Instagram or whatever, I'm like, she's so big now. Like, I wouldn't call her a baby anymore. She's, like, damn near a toddler. She is damn near, near a toddler. And she's, like, one. She'll be two in November. So, one and a half. She's like, one and a half. Jesus. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of babies, let's talk about the Holocaust babies. <laughs> what the fuck, Allison? <laughs> you know, as someone, we'll probably talk about this a little more in a bit, but as someone who's seen terrible things on the internet, this did not, like her saying, like, I don't even want to mention it right away because it's so, like, terrible. I was like, what could it be? And right. then I was like, uh, that's not that bad. I was like, <laughs> there are so many things. Number one, I have the same stance as Greg that I'm a hypochondriac, so I don't like going to the doctor or hospitals, and I just feel like everything's fine. Like, nothing's wrong. If I Google something, like, I'm going to start having all of the symptoms and, like, talk myself into something horrible. So I just don't, I don't have this affliction that Allison has where I need to Google every little thing. Like, I feel like ignorance really is bliss in a lot of respects. And the fact that she wanted to know what happened to Holocaust babies is so far out there. And to start the show with it, number one, Greg is back. And I was like so fucking excited. Like Greg's going to be on. This is amazing. Jenna and Al are leaving. So this is like a banner show. It's the Thursday All-Star episode. And then Allison's like, Holocaust babies. <laughs> <laughs> like no way to to grind your show to a halt quicker than talking about that. Well, you know, as someone who's somewhat susceptible to hypochondria for a, a day and a half or so, I, thanks to Megan, I thought maybe I do have a tapeworm. And uh, I I don't think I do, but did you Google what happened to babies? I did. And I posted it on the Facebook page because I just typed in what happens to babies. And the first thing was Holocaust. What the hell? I mean, some people said that they didn't get it. So I think Jen, Jen didn't get it. And Megan's coworker didn't get it. But I got the same thing. And then so now this brings me. Do you believe in Al's conspiracy that your phone is listening to you? Of course. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, but it's scary that that many people... Well, I guess it's not scary. Either they care or it's scary that people are looking because they're creeps. I don't know. But the fact that that came up, it's strange. It's very strange. And it's very thoughtful of her to be thinking about these lost souls. And it's very sad. But it was just an interesting way to start the Thursday show. (laughs) Yeah. It, to start the Thursday show with Garmin Bosia, I had to fit that in, of course. Yeah, I think everyone is like going to be excited to listen. Like, ooh, Greg is back. It's like kind of the last time with, with Jenna, Al, and Greg all together. It's the old gang. And then Holocaust babies. What happens to pets in the Holocaust? Ugh. It's like being excited to go to this party that you've been hearing about. And you get there and there's no alcohol. And the music is... Okay, I won't say rap. The music is. <laughs> but what party with rap doesn't have alcohol? Let's be honest. Exactly. <laughs> I think there's only one way to describe that kind of party. Super fucking lit. Did you get that? <laughs> yes. For a second, I was like, oh, great. I hear an echo. Oh, wait, I'm not talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is my favorite thing. I can't believe that came out of my mouth and it came out without messing it up like Law and Order SUV. Because that, <laughs> my friends, being old and saying the wrong thing is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're so hip and young and with it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And that's what I keep telling people. I say hep, though. Isn't that cool? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Greg. Greg's on. It's magical. 
it was luckily they only spent maybe the first 10 or 15 minutes on holocaust babies and holocaust pets and i think there was something else that was horrible anyway and then they transitioned to luckily thanks to jenna when she said so greg how's your assistant <laughs> i'm like perfect thank you let's get out of this mess because i feel like we're spiraling here that but, was a good callback because I had totally forgotten that he, last time he was on, he mentioned, I have an assistant. We still don't know much about her, but I thought it was interesting how he said that she seems to be bummed that he's not like super into certain aspects of his job. I Maybe this is just me because I don't have a cool job. I've never had a cool job, but isn't that every job? Like, why would you be excited about it? Yeah, Greg doesn't strike me as an excited, unless he was going to rainbow acres and his he got to pay for his burrito as he got it like that he would be excited about but I, I, yeah him going to work i can't picture him like skipping or doing any sidekicks or anything i feel like the the show that we're missing here though is the reality show of watching greg interact with his assistant his real life his day-to-day -day job his creating binder clip art that has now evolved into staple art this life him with his wife cooking all everything that's what i want to see that's the show i would watch yeah with with jenna on real housewives of atlanta and then yes. greg as real surfers of wherever the fuck he lives real I assholes think, of venice beach <laughs> i think yeah i would watch both of those although my standards are pretty low i do watch the real housewives of atlanta shout and out you, to shout out to uts we were texting back and forth he was asking about twin peaks and i said oh yeah i'm just about to watch episode three or four or something and then like five minutes later i'm like all right to be honest i'm watching the real housewives of atlanta <laughs> i'm trying to gear up to twin peaks i mean isn't there like rapper wives on there or something or am i thinking of something else no mm, they're too bad yeah they they probably want to be mm. they are i think they have a few football player wives maybe i don't know none of these ladies seem to keep be able to keep a man one of them's in jail prison sorry and they're all crazy batshit crazy and that's why they're on tv so speaking of that do you know the guy i forget his name they mentioned him where greg was in a meeting and they said oh yes what i wrote it down uh harris lewis someone lewis i i didn't write it down actually <laughs> yeah something like that Some and he was dude like i'd never heard of who the fuck is that and i had the same reaction who the fuck is that so I googled him and it's some dude who like fucking has lip injections. I was like, I mean, if you're into that, that's fine, but I was like, I've I've never seen his show. I've never oh, heard his Oh, I think name. I know. I just the lips just popped into my brain. I know, I think I know who it is. I mean, I uh, know the face. I had no idea his name or the show he's on. I just those giant lips and that sassy fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's the problem with like Hollywood and all that is that if you are successful like it you fuck <sighs> it up. <laughs> no. Well, okay, so when Greg's talking about his day-to-day -day life and just him being at work, I pictured Al just cringing or I feel like if Al worked in the same office as Greg, it would be like the bane of his existence. <laughs> like it would give Al so much anxiety to work in an in an office with Greg. Don't you think like a Greg type? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was thinking the same thing when he was talking about how like the windows are covered in, I forget which kind of art he said. And it was just like, he sounds like a maniac, like kind of like Howard Hughes. Like he's like got yes. Kleenex boxes for shoes and he's like, <laughs> 
putting <laughs> post-its on every at, like every inch of the window and he's like got his friend mike drawing dogs on the glass it's like his office sounds nuts but i guess that's like when you work in a creative field it's more acceptable it's probably more acceptable because he does his job well but I can't imagine you can roll in on the first day and be like, hey, I'm just going to doodle all over the windows. Thanks. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Really quick, the funniest line I think of the whole show to me was Greg saying, what happened to beet salads in the Holocaust? (laughs) Yes, I thought that was so funny too. (laughs) Like, I haven't laughed out loud to a Thursday episode for a while, and this one I just kept laughing. It was so funny. It was like so nice to have him back. Ah, man. If you aren't a subscriber to Patreon, I think you should be because the they taped like an after show podcast. It's only like 42 minutes or so, but it's like essentially part two of this Thursday show. And there's just like a lot of stuff that they talked about that I keep wanting to mention. Like uh, they read they read some questions from Patreon and Greg made up a few. And that's what this was reminding me of. Because he kept saying, Greg is so funny. How do you, have you ever known anyone this funny? That This is a terrible, edit this out. <laughs> I'm leaving <laughs> If you've heard the Patreon, you know what I'm talking about. And if not, you think, that sounds awful. Why no, would I, you think you why need would to I support subscribe? Allison and become a Patreon supporter because you want part two to this Thursday episode. It was golden. So now mm. you want platinum. That's where you're going. <laughs> We talked a little bit about this here, and I know they've talked about it before, but just the whole... Greg was talking about kind of having a disconnect maybe with Instagram. It's the same way I feel in some respects. And I think Jenna has it too, although you wouldn't know by by her her account, is I feel like, who the fuck wants to see any of this? Like, I don't don't even barely... Like, I want to see the stuff that I'm posting for a minute, but like, who the fuck cares about all this stuff? Of course, when Jenna and... Allison post stuff we want to see because we're obsessed with them and we want to know what's going on in their life and like any like tidbits we'll take but like Joe Schmo me like who the fuck cares about whatever picture you know what I mean like especially the posting of the food you know Greg was talking about he made this beautiful dinner and he was going to take a picture and post it and then he's like no instead I'm just going to eat it and that's I've taken pictures of my food maybe a handful of times and posted it maybe once or twice for certain reasons, but usually there's got to be a joke there or something. Like, not, here's my food that's going to be in the toilet later, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thought. So, like, I will go days, if not weeks, without, like, writing a tweet. And then I'll just, like, a day or two, I'll just be going crazy on there. Like, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but, wow. <laughs> Rafi's on the Twitter here. I love it. Um. <laughs> And and the thing is that it's funny to me, and I don't think anyone else agrees, but like uh, Daniel was saying, like, don't censor yourself because I, I've, I've mentioned this before to people where it's like, I don't know why I have 200 and whatever followers, but so then I think, should I just tweet things that they would like? And I'm like, mm. no, because I need to tweet the way I would tweet. They can leave if they want. Like, I'm not, yes. I didn't tell them to follow me. Like, they chose to. <laughs> So, well, I guess technically... That should be your bio. (laughs) I didn't tell you to follow me. Um, So, In fact, I was actually responding to one of your tweets, and I couldn't formulate a proper funny response. It was about your Qdoba Chipotle, and I had, like, this thought, and it would not come out... 
like I had a funny response, but in my head, it would not like the words weren't coming out. <laughs> so I literally was halfway writing something and I just deleted it. I'm like, I can't think of the right thing to say that's going to be funny right now. I, I do that all the time, but I would love to hear your thoughts because I want to talk about this tweet of mine. <laughs> well, in about a month when I figure out what I was trying to say, I, I know that you were, I think I was going to say, basically your tweet was, there's been 222 days without incident at work, so you got treated to Qdoba, and you're pretty much like, fuck that, I want Chipotle. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Yeah. And mine was, well, then, it was it was just so wordy, because I'm like, well, how do I say something in regards to, so then there was an incident, and you had the food taken away, and <laughs> so now there's one day since, or no day since, or so, I don't know. I don't know where I was going to go, because I figured there's probably an incident since they served you Qdoba. <laughs> Yeah, so my so the reason that this tweet was funny to me is like you said, I we got a nacho bar because we went 222 days without an accident. And then this guy I was as we were like walking to the cafeteria, this guy's like, Oh, they got it from Qdoba. My friend got it for his kids' party. It's pretty good. And I literally steered in a different direction <laughs> towards my car. <laughs> and then I was just thinking, get the fuck get the fuck out of here. I don't want that bullshit. And then I was like, I need to tweet about this because as you know, I'm in the Chipotle gang, Chipotle for life. <laughs> and okay. I just have another tweet in response. So how many days without incident until we get Chipotle? Oh uh, yeah. That's what, that's kind of what I thought you were thinking of, but unfortunately, I was just thinking yeah. there would be an incident. Apparently there was, <laughs> I have one other small shout out. I uh, want to shout out to Chipotle actually. And I forgot to write it down, but Today, I went, I was bringing lunch to my daughter's teacher, and she wanted Chipotle, so I went there and I thought, well, when in Rome, why not try this shit that I've heard so much about? No, I've tried it a couple times and not been wowed by it, but not hated it. So, I tried it, and it was fucking really delicious. <laughs> so, three, third or fourth time's the charm. It was really, really good. Okay, what did you have? Okay, I got a burrito bowl, white rice... Pinto beans, carnitas, uh, mild and spicy salsa, mm -hmm. cheese, and sour cream. And okay. it was awesome. Oh, and the fajita veggies. Very good. All of that. That's a good order. Oh, I, I got approval? All yes. Right. If it you was like it, really good. Like if you said, oh, I had a burrito bowl and I had sofritas and then I got the corn <laughs> salsa thing, I'd be like, oh, fucking okay. bore Did me to death. Did you hear my, <laughs> okay, the bonus audio that I put out there, did you listen to it at all? Yeah, I, I, I did, but I, did I miss something? <laughs> did song, you make a corn poop the joke? The song at the end? Oh, yes, the song. <laughs> How could I forget? And the guy says, maybe some corn, maybe if you're foreign. <laughs> <laughs> and that literally today when i was in line i looked at the corner i'm like number one i don't want corn in my mexican food unless it's ground up into a to a tortilla or a tamale but so i was like and then it, that jingle was in my head i'm like nope I'm, even though that looks like really good corn i'm not foreign i'm out of here <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i don't remember that line <laughs> oh digression it's worth it it's for chipotle it was good and i I shared it with my husband. We had some tortillas at home. So I'm like, he's not a big burrito bowl person. He likes the full burrito. So I'm like, let's just make some tacos out of it. And he was like, wow, this is really good. Great. Yeah. I'm so. I'm happy that you enjoyed it. We still got to do In-N-Out versus uh, Shake Shack. And yes. we have to do Qdoba versus Chipotle one day. But 
I feel like I don't we need a rematch with the with the Del Taco and Taco Bell, but <laughs> I don't even know what the outcome to that was. I know like, it's never going anyone... to be like what I want it to be. People like what they like already. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah, it's exactly. tough to judge these things, but it is. I do know that those chicken chip things from Taco Bell are pretty good. Oh my God, stupid watermelon Rita. They're actually pretty good. It's not a Taco Bell item. I mean, it shouldn't be. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. But they were actually really good. And it was probably the best thing on there besides the caramel apple empanadas. Yeah, I, I've had them since. And they're, they're okay. They're like just chicken nuggets that you're dipping in like nacho cheese. So I feel like they need like, to go a, like a spicy ranch or something to go with them to make them better. Cheese is a little weird. Although I did put the Taco Bell sauce in the cheese the last time I had them, and that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, like, it could be, like, a Chipotle mayo kind of thing, but that'd be kind of... I hate mayo, so... Yeah, I don't I hate of, it. It's just... I don't like I, it too much either. But if you call it an aioli, then somehow people buy it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We were talking about posting pictures and the need to overshare things instead of living in the moment. And there are so many times... I know when Brittany was on... What's up, Brittany? That we were talking about, you know, do you stop and say, hold on, everybody, like stop in, you know, living for a second because I want to take this picture and post it. And, you know, I see a lot of things on all kinds of social media where I'm like, are you, do you not have like a friend to just like, just bounce this off of or to chat with where it's just lengthy and they're talking a lot and just, or like every thought is being posted somewhere, which, okay, maybe start a blog or something, or maybe that's what they're using it as, but and then the pictures of everything. And then even what we talked about also when Brittany was here, my friend, friend, uh, is a Facebook friend that checked into Del Taco and was excited about eating a bean burrito where it's like, you're not even kidding. Like, you're just really, hold on, we're having a real good moment at Del Taco. It's like on so many levels of, uh, old people just need to not get on social media. Oh, she's old? Well, no. I thought she was pretty young she's, from the story I remember. Yeah, I think... I think she is probably, she's probably my age. Her daughter's younger than my kids. So I'm guessing she just looks old. She acts old. She's dating someone that's old. I don't know. She's on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. She's on Facebook. She's fucking washed up. Yeah, exactly. All right. Speaking of washed up, Jen and Al are leaving. I'm fucking mad about it. They have a yard sale and I feel like they missed a huge opportunity to sell some of this stuff to these fucking fans here. Oh man. This 8% alcohol thing is is kicking in. There's a lot of F-bombs. My apology. Yeah, so I thought about that too, but I think the thing is they don't want it to be like a meet and greet. Like, oh, right. let's go pretend like we're buying this salt shaker, but really we're like trying to get pictures with Jenna and meet baby Sam. Like, I, I think that's what they're trying to avoid. Have that you, makes sense. Have you ever had a, a garage sale? Oh. I'm sure you have. Kidding me? It's my bread and butter over here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I fucking love garage sales. I love going to them. I used to go to them a lot. And I love having them. And then I forget about all the drama and the stress until the day where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I don't do this all the time. But there is always a character at every single garage sale. There's always an incident. Back in the day when they were making the movies like Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show, like those series of movies, I thought they need to have a garage sailing movie like a mockumentary. There we go. Hello. Ah. So it's kind of like just a, you know, so you've not seen these movies. They're really, really good. No, I haven't. And a Mighty Wind. The best in show is kind of like behind the scenes at a dog show where it's just like, mm-hmm. it's insane. Anyway, there's an incident at every garage sale. And they were talking about how people, 
they had very nice people at theirs because this is not my experience at all where I've had people ask me how much something is and I'll say a quarter and then they look at it and they're like, <sighs> and they put it down. <laughs> they're not looking for three other things to not break their dollar. Also, I get the person that wants to buy something for 25 cents with a hundred dollar bill. So that's the other <laughs> part of it where it's just like, really fucker. But there's something, I mean, oh my gosh, there was one time, I swear to God, there's someone at every single, and I've had lots and lots of sales. And I finally decided to give it up and try and give up all my eBay stuff, even though I still have some stuff on there. But I was just like, I need to get rid of all my shit. I'm sick of storing shit to sell. But garage sales to me, I was like, you get to be outside. I'm usually drinking champagne. Like, it's like, it's fun. But then there's always these assholes that come in and pretty much look at your shit like it's shit <laughs> and treat you like shit. I, we have one lady that came in and stole a bunch of hats. And my husband and I, instead of saying anything to her, we decided we would just take a bunch of pictures of her because we thought this is a good story. <laughs> She stole a bunch of hats by stacking them on her head and <laughs> walked around the garage sale with like 10 hats on her head and then just left. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> you need, first of all, you need to make this movie. Megan needs a writing partner yes. and she knows how to make documentaries. So this is a scene from this movie. <laughs> this sounds hilarious. Haggling's the worst because I already price things really low. So then I'm like, I feel bad. I'm like, you're here. How about a dollar? And then they're like, well, how about 75 cents? I'm like, really, dude? Just give me a fucking dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm that way, too. Like, I, I, I devalue things. But mm -hmm. um, I have, like, some Brooks Brothers shirts that I don't wear. And I'm like, like, what the fuck can I do with these? Like, I'm sure someone would give me five bucks for it, right? But who the hell knows? They'd, they'd probably be like, five dollars for an old shirt? Oh, yeah. I was trying to sell at my last sale. I had all of my leftover eBay stuff, which I always put things in piles when I'm, you know, selling like I have the donation pile. I have eBay because it's you can get more money for it, like if it's brand new or if it's vintage or something. And then there's the garage sale pile where it's just like, eh, I'm just going to donate the rest if nobody buys it kind of thing. But this last time I just want to get rid of all my eBay stuff. And it was all brand new kids clothes like G and uh, women's clothes too, all like brand new name brand kids clothes like expensive kids clothes but my kids just outgrew stuff or I would just get so much stuff I just kept collecting it thinking oh, I'll just sell it one day anyway so I thought oh I'll sell new stuff for like five bucks and go from there and people were like so turned off by it. like people do not want to spend five dollars on anything at a garage sale the last lady that came I was just like I just want to get rid of this shit I'm just gonna lower it to one dollar and then she still haggled me after that she's like well I'm buying a lot of stuff I'm like yeah I just knocked it down from five dollars to one dollar so you're buying like you're getting a really good deal you know and she still like made me feel like they just they devalue you as a human that's how I feel when at the end of any one of these things where I'm just like cool I just feel like I just got for lack of a better term, raped by a bunch of strangers. <laughs> it's just like, it's horrible. I don't know. But literally, I've come away from every single garage sale with a story, either funny or degrading, but there's a story after each one. I mean, we had people almost fighting in our garage, like literally yelling at each other and throwing things down. And my husband and I are just like, holy shit, these people are going to fight in our garage over these items. <laughs> like they're yelling at each other and starting to push, like throw things down. And we're like, holy shit. It's just... It's crazy. It, it, it draws out a certain group of people that is crazy. So, uh, Jen and Al, you should have us over. <laughs> <laughs> I understand your point, though, about not wanting to meet and greet. I think, I guess I was thinking maybe, I mean, I would have bought the hug and kiss pillows just through 
PayPal and just sent them some money. But I'm sure they don't want to be shipping stuff and they've got enough stuff to do. But Or the party glass. <laughs> I've never haggled at a garage sale. I've never haggled anyways. I find it like gross. But like there have been times where I'm just like, okay, I'm not paying that. I just like leave. But whenever I go to a garage sale, I feel like people need the money. So that's why they're having it. That's why they're inviting you onto their yard and digging through their stuff. It's like... They want something for it, and I don't haggle. Like I, whatever they ask, that's what I'll take it for. But or not. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't usually haggle, and so I'm like trying to get rid of any shit that I don't use, which is ninety percent of the things that I own. So I've been like selling things off, like little by little. And have you tried these apps? Like I'm sure you've seen the commercials for Let Go. No. No. So there's like there are these apps. Um, there's one called Let Go and one called Offer Up. And it's kind of like Craigslist. Like, you take a picture of your shit, you put a price in a description, and then, like, people will, like, message you. So I've sold my iPhone. I I put my PlayStation 4 on there, but I just ended up selling it to a friend. And if it's, like, electronics, you'll get, like, offers constantly. But, like, I've had a, a guitar on there for months, and I get, like, one every week, and then nothing ever goes. But I need to look uh, into that. I think, you know, with Craigslist, I don't really have very good... I mean, there was that one... Uh, back and forth with that guy that I sent you that was like, really, this is the stress that I need to have in my life with these crazy people. But I haven't had really good luck with it. Well, not only buyers, but with sellers. I Everyone's flaky on there. Like people want to come and look at your stuff and they never show up or you're just waiting around and, and then they cancel or whatever. And then I've had people where I want to buy something and people just don't respond where it's like, okay, maybe it's just not for sale anymore, but then I'll still see it being posted. It's like, you just don't want to sell it to me. I don't know what the deal is, but I think whoever was suggesting, I think it was Jeff to put the, put their stuff on Craigslist and just say free. That is number one, something that my friend and I did for fun (laughs) once just to see who would come and get stuff. And that was like literally like a, an afternoon burner. But then it's backfired. Like the last time I did it, people are crazy now, especially now that, you know, you you have email on your phone and there's notifications everywhere. Before it was like, you go check your email on your computer and like, see if anybody's there. And then you just say, you know, whatever, you just put something for free and you're not going back and forth. Now people use it as if it's like your phone or something because I'll put stuff for free and then people will be emailing me. Is it still there? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Now I have to go fucking babysit it. What the hell? I don't want to go out and look if it's still there. Well, I don't want to drive all this way to see if it's there or not. I'm like, it's fr- it's free something. It's worth your trip. Just like, and what if it goes, it leaves, gets picked up on your way here? Am I supposed to call you now? Like now it became my job? No. Yeah. So there's that. Then there's the other part where my husband's friend had this happen to him. He was getting rid of like a dresser or something. And a guy came to, two guys came to get it. One guy got there first. So he's moving it. The other guy comes and he's like, oh, is this my fucking dresser you're taking right now? So they start fighting. <laughs> this is no so no don't invite extra people to your house jenna now i guess was you did the right thing i feel heartbroken i didn't get the party glass but that's okay uh might not be too late she still has it right no i thought they just donated it all and the other thing driving around to goodwill i know i've said it on here many times and i know that they listen but people if you need to donate stuff just contact certain there's certain organizations that will come to your house and pick stuff up and you don't have to pay for it they won't pick through it you can just do it so you don't have to drive around and worry about leaving it. You know, there's a Salvation Army bias where they'll, you know, they'll turn you away because they have too much stuff. But the companies that I go through, they just come to your house and pick up your stuff and you don't have to deal with it. 
And I do have that guilt too, where I'm like, am I just throwing, giving my trash away, like Greg was saying? But I really try and look at it as, can somebody use this? Or, and it also breaks my heart about the b- breaking of the glass because I will wrap each piece of glass or whatever. And you know, they're just like, fuck all this. <laughs> I'm throwing it in the truck because these guys are on community service, by the way. Don't ask me how I know that. Mm. It doesn't surprise me that you wrap everything nicely. I'm sure in old newspapers that you have plenty of. <laughs> What am I, a hoarder? <laughs> I was going to talk about the iTunes comment of the week. Mm. I guess it's a new thing now. That I mean, it's now an ongoing thing that she's going to be doing. The good and the bad comments, which Greg's first reaction was, that's a great move. That's, that's good. You want to you wanna accept or be okay with the fact that not everybody loves you. So on that part of it, I agree. But then on the other side of it, shedding light and giving any kind of life to something that is negative. Although both times it's come up with some pretty funny conversations, but then the five star one just gets kind of (laughs) discarded almost, you know, I don't know. What do you think about her, her doing that now? I think it kind of like the, that what we already mentioned, like five stars, fuck the crab feast. I think it like kind of invites people to write funnier thing. Well, this is different, though, because yeah. those are inviting, like, write something funny and we'll read it. But these are, like, genuinely bad reviews or not, right. not bad, but, you know, not great. But it, it does kind of bring humor to this segment, which I think is actually better. But it kind of is shitty to have her read bad reviews of her show. It is shitty. It's kind of like, uh, the fact that people feel the need to to do that sucks. And, but it does, like you said, it does, it has made the segment even more fun. I don't know how horrible people would be to be like, well, I want them to say something funny, so I'm going to write something negative and give a two star review. <laughs> I hope it doesn't backfire like that. I doubt it will. I'm sure she'll find some negatives that she can read and, and make fun of herself, which I think is what she feels more comfortable doing because, you know, the iTunes comment of the week, she always had a disclaimer of, yes, I know it's self-aggrandizing and blah, blah, blah. Like, she's not confident in the fact that, like, we are fine with it. But, you know, maybe new people are like, wow, you really love yourself. That's good for you. I don't know. I'd be curious to have... I actually thought about doing this. One of my friends that I just went to go meet Sherilyn Fenn with from the aforementioned Twin Peaks, also known as Audrey, and my friend's name is Heather. (laughs) It... I thought it would be kind of interesting to have her... She's trying to listen to this show and she's just like, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. So basically, I'm not going to listen. Not not in a negative way like that. But I thought it would be kind of interesting to have her listen to a couple of episodes and just kind of see from a new person's perspective what she thinks. Because we're like dug in. We're in. You're talking about having her listen to this? No, have her listen to Allison's show and then be on this show talking about it. It would be kind of interesting perspective. Or a few people maybe, but... That would be interesting because we're always talking about how it would be for a new person coming in. I think you should force them to do that. All right. Heather, did you hear that? We're going to do that. And then, so yeah, it made us, it made this hilarious conversation and the baby talk was the the second funniest part of this whole show <sighs> that made me, I was dying. <laughs> I think it was Greg's that was the worst, like the best worst. Sorry, I was yawning. Um <laughs> No, I've slept two hours. I've slept only two hours, not personal. Um, Yeah, I forgot about the baby talk. It was very funny. And I I thought that there was just like a whole vibe. Like they were just in good spirits because they were all together again, I think. 
Right. And I think Greg kind of, he kind of brought it down to reality when he was saying, you know, this is the last time at the dining room table, basically recording together, all of them sitting there together. And it kind of was like, oh, you know, that's kind of a sad goodbye. But of course, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you're going to get that bonus episode and get part two of this episode. But still, it's sad because because it's all ending, you know, and with Greg leaving first it sucked. And now now the other half of the group's gone is leaving. So it was a heartwarming moment from Greg. Yeah, uh, change is hard. I, you know, I don't know when it's going to hit me, really, because, I mean, to be fair, I don't feel many emotions anyway, but I was like, yeah, it's sad, but I, I don't know, it hasn't hit me yet. Maybe it never will. Maybe I will weep on, you know, J- June 29th. Who knows? Aww. I think it didn't really hit me until comments like that are said, like Greg saying, oh, this is the last time we'll all be sitting at this table together. It was just, ah. That's right, because <laughs> I too do, don't feel much human-like um, emotion. So you know, it takes some people's words to really make me feel. You know, I don't know who I was—I can't remember who I was texting with about this, but I mean, she's going to be at Podfest. It could be like last year; they could all be there. True, but I, I don't know. I can't imagine Jenna's going to come back in October, but. I don't know. I don't know if they have family here. Then we're guaranteed some some Jenna and Al time. And if she can get Greg to go to Podfest, that would be that would be awesome. I I don't see why Jenna and Al wouldn't go. I mean, it's on the weekend, right? Oh, I was gonna say, um, I saw that Allie Gertz went to that same signing of with that lady. Like, yeah, there were like other sci-fi things, right? Like X Files people or something. People or no? There, there weren't other any other people, but we got there oh. literally like a half hour before it was over. Like Sherilyn was Sherilyn was like done. <laughs> She's like packing up. <laughs> oh my gosh! And my friend, <laughs> my poor friend. First of all, it's like forty dollars to get her to sign something and get a picture. Oh, yeah. But I paid for I paid fifty five to get a shirt, and then she signed the shirt, and she signed something else, and you get a picture. So I'm like, that's worth it. And my friend is trying to take a picture and she's video she's recording instead (laughs) so the whole time we're all just standing there posing and she's like it's on video i don't know what to do and it was just like oh my god this is like the most embarrassing moment and then she pays her 40 dollars to get something signed she gets it signed and then she leaves and she's like i forgot to get a picture i'm like damn it well if she she saved the video you can get pictures from that it was a video of me so she didn't Uh, get a picture of herself Oh, I said, we'll just superimpose it in there. <laughs> yeah. And then they literally, we got there and there were maybe a few people behind us and they closed the doors and they said, this is it. So we just got there in time. So Allie Gertz was there. That's cool. Yeah, she was there. I saw the picture and I was like, I was like, oh my God, I should text Lisa. I was like this thing. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about this thing. For all I know, the thing was yesterday and she just posted the picture today. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck would I know? And then so and then when I saw your picture, I was like, oh, she was at the same thing. Just probably much later than Allie was. Probably. She probably looks close enough. Oh, yeah. Um, Shall we talk about JMOs? Of course. All right. What JMO did you pick? So I, I feel like lately, I don't know, maybe I'm just lightening my stance on the JMOs, or maybe they've just been more relatable to me. But Pamela Jill Gross said, get tickled when I am number 69 to like or post something. And if you follow me on Twitter, you may have noticed that usually my following number is 69. Because I think it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) You know, I never notice if I'm the 69th anything. 
But when that name or name, when that number comes up, I definitely do like the I'm going to elbow somebody. I'm immature. Like, yeah, of course. I think I even I think even when I went to go meet up with Sherilyn Fenn and my friend and like there's some something 69 came up and I'm like, I don't know. Of course, I always say something loudly about 69 and everyone's just like, hmm, cool. But it's yeah, it's still funny to me. Yeah, I do the same thing. And if I worked somewhere and the lady like nudged me and like pointed at her heart rate monitor and it was 69, <laughs> I'd be like, nice. Girl, who are you and how can I follow you? Where are you? I would just high five her. <laughs> Strange lady. Oh, okay. The JMO I picked, I actually wanted to play it. Lee Brun says, this is a very specific one, hate when trying to spread peanut butter on my banana and the banana <laughs> <laughs> Keep objecting. Keep breaking off. Oh, breaking off. <laughs> I feel like two minutes of that was so hilarious. That whole thing. There's so many things. I feel like it was the whole. They were talking about wieners in your face. Why don't you slap me with your penis? And then it went into when I'm trying to spread peanut butter on my banana. <laughs> it keeps <laughs> slipping. And I'm just like, what? The. The laugh that Allison gave was priceless and just the whole shout out to you, Lee, the whole imagery of him trying to spread peanut butter on his banana and then the conversation that they had after and then even Jeff getting into it and saying, well, when I spread peanut butter on my banana, I peel the banana down and I stand there and I'm just like, what? Why is this is like 69 all over the place where I'd be like elbowing everybody. I'm elbowing the air just like <laughs> listening to it. I'm like, hey, hey, peanut butter on earth is banana. I agree. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. And I know Mika was saying how this JMO made her laugh on Twitter. Yeah, this is not something I've ever experienced. I don't really fuck with peanut butter, but um, yeah, I was like, I was like yet again, walking through target, listening to podcasts. I was like, I was like looking around like, what? <laughs> and then when, when they were saying, do you dip your peanut butter in oil first? <laughs> I thought the whole thing was very funny. The whole thing was, and I'm like, Jeff's like trying to be legitimate. Like, this is how I do it, which is really the way you should probably be doing it. But just the whole thing, I feel like Jason Dix could do a little animation to this whole conversation that would be quite funny. I just, yeah, the whole thing. I just, the more they said, I was just like, really? <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Lee, for that. Thanks for a good laugh. Uh, I want to send a quick uh, one more shout out. Going back to hanging out with my friend Heather and going to see Sherilyn Fenn. And then we went to a bar afterwards. And I know I tweet or I uh, sent you a picture of that other celebrity that I probably got. I secretly took a picture of her. But I was sitting next to this guy. <laughs> this is so lame. I don't know why I'm sharing this. I was sitting next to this guy. He came in by himself. He had his laptop open. And I was totally like my eyes were looking to the side like as hard as possible to see what he was doing he was composing a tweet that took 10 fucking minutes and so what i did i could like make out some of the words that he was saying or writing and so i typed it in and i found it <laughs> and i quoted him on my page and i just wrote you know th i had a good time with you heather to to my friend because this guy literally like took 10 minutes he was researching how to spell certain words and then coming back to the tweet and then going to other pages and like researching things to write in there and it was just about uber and being at the airport it was like you're sitting here in a bar by yourself composing this ridiculous tweet 
And now I'm going to spend time talking about it on this show. <laughs> Sounds like that should have been a deleted tweet. Uh, it's just, you know what's so funny? Like talking about, I don't know what that noise was. But talking about living in the moment. There are so many times that I read tweets and I'm like, how much time did somebody put into this thing? Like either they put no time at all or you're like, they are taking way too much time to compose this thing clearly. But anyway, the guy was not living in the moment. That was a callback to another conversation that we're having earlier that really was unnecessary. But guess what? I'm leaving it in there. Look it up on my uh, Twitter account. I think it's Phil. I'm sitting alone at a bar guy dot com. Um, I'm (laughs) at Twitter dot com. I'm more upset that you did not talk to the celebrity that you cited. Cited? It was not Katie Holmes. No. Her name was, shit, Vanessa Mahaffey? Or something Mahaffey. Jack Mahaffey. Eh. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you told When you texted me and it said, oh, we're, we left, we're somewhere else now, I was like, god damn it, Lisa. We could have had a genuine... In the wild sighting of a very unknown Seinfeld character. <laughs> I can't even find her name. I swear her last name was Mahaffey or something. Yeah, she was George's girlfriend for an episode. And she was the papier mache, turned herself into a, an insane asylum, didn't have Jerome's uh, tax papers <laughs> situation. <laughs> I swear it was her. And when she came in, we were, I was just like, oh, my God, I know who that is. And Heather's was like, okay. And then once I found the picture, she's like, that is her. But it was just too, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I looked up her bio. She actually was in a lot of other things. And so was her husband that was there with her. And But they're kind of like fringe people on that. But now I'm going to be like, oh, weren't you George Costanzo's girlfriend? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how to treat celebrities. I don't know what to do. I don't. I, I, I really think it would make their day. I mean, if, if you're like, I don't know, some kind of hated character or you have a catchphrase and people constantly yell it at you, that'd be one thing. <laughs> but if I think if you just went up and were like, um, excuse me, this might sound crazy, but were you on Seinfeld? And then she'd be like, yes, I was. I think she would actually be really happy. So you fucked up, Lisa. <laughs> That's the, 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 oh my God, <laughs> the bottom line. The moral of the story is I fucked up. I did. I agree. I agree with you. But you know what we did instead is just take secret pictures of her like assholes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It I'm is. sure uh, we'll, we'll be seeing some tertiary Seinfeld characters in the wild again. I'm sure. There's enough of them. Well, I guess that's a good place to end it. Oh, you hear the dog? The dog even yawned. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for joining me today. I'm glad we got to do this early and so you can go to sleep. Yeah, I got to take a nap so I can go visit the aforementioned Rachel. Ah, hi, Rachel. Well, thanks for joining me. This was super, super fun. If you want to be on the show, email bfancast at gmail.com. If you want to do a thank you for being a fan, if you want a one-on-one to talk about your love of Allison, then also email me and tell me that you want to. I've got a thank you for being a fan coming out soon. It'll probably come out before this episode. So we'll go back in time. I'm time traveling. I'm fucking not knowing what I'm saying right now. Follow the show at BF Fancast. Follow me at JMO's and BFFs. Lil Rafi, where can we find you? Plug away 69. You can find me at RMC Guitars on Twitter. I'm in the Facebook group, but I check it approximately every nine days. 
And I would say the same thing you just said about being on, if you want to be on the show, I mean, if you listen to this, I feel like you should be on the show because to listen to an hour and a half of people that are nobodies, sorry, Lisa, (laughs) talk about your favorite podcast. Clearly you love this show. So you should be on. Stop making me DM you and hunt you down. I will do that still. It would just be so much easier for me and Lisa if you guys volunteered. So please do that. We want to have new people. We love having old people back on. Old people. So yeah, reach us on, uh, reach Lisa on Twitter at BFFanCast and gmail.com or whatever. I'm losing it. So. That's okay. I think I set the precedence there. Where can we find you? <laughs> Uh, I already said that part. I know that. RMC Guitars on Twitter. Also, another thing I want to mention really quick. This is the last month that we're going to have Jenna and Al. Also, it is the anniversary. Four years ago on June 12th was the episode that Jenna first came back. She was on the podcast for the first time. The episode is called Marinating in Matt with Jenna Kim Jones. Matt Chris and Gary. So check that out on Allison's uh, podcast feed. They're all up on iTunes or look for it on her website. It was, aside from the traitorous scumbags that were on it, it was still a a very fun episode and I think it's worth listening to. Will do, buckaroo. Uh, Also, you can find me in the nosebleed seats at a shitty football stadium. And that. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Some shittier than others fucking sports authority field can eat a fucking dick. Sports. Check my Twitter (laughs) if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't know why people follow me. Well, Brittany, I love you. I miss you. I'm going to see you in a month and a half or two months or something like that. My math is off. Thank you and good night.